Hello, and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. The cost of medical supplies is one of the largest expenditures in your budget, and you are constantly trying to find ways to save. As an AAD member, you have access to a simplified solution, the AAD Member Buying Program. Your practice can save up to 20% on purchases of medical, surgical, and office supplies. Enrollment is free, easy, and only takes a minute. Visit aadmemberbuyingprogram.com to get started today. Welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology Practice Management Series 2022. I am Dr. Brad Glick, and I am your host. Today's topic is Top Administrative Burdens in Dermatology and How to Relieve Them. Joining me today is Dr. Alexandra Flam. Dr. Flam is Assistant Professor of Dermatology and Pathology at Penn State Hershey Medical Center, where she practices dermatology and dermatopathology. She is a strong advocate for dermatology and serves as the American Academy of Dermatology's advisor to the RUC and deputy chair of the RUC CPT Committee for the AAD. Dr. Flam is an active member of the AAD's Coding and Reimbursement Committee, Patient Access and Payer Relations Committee, and also serves on the Council on Government Affairs and Health Policy for the Academy. On a state level, she is the Vice President of the Pennsylvania Academy of Dermatology and is the PAD representative to the Pennsylvania Medical Society House of Delegates. Dr. Flam graduated cum laude from Duke University with a BA in Literature. She received her medical degree from the Mount Sinai School of Medicine and completed a Doris Duke Clinical Research Fellowship at the University of Iowa. She completed her dermatology residency at SUNY Downstate Medical Center, where she served as chief resident. She completed her dermatopathology fellowship at the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Flam has a clinical focus on contact dermatitis and also serves as program director of the dermatology residency at Penn State. In addition to authoring numerous publications and textbook chapters, she has won institutional and national awards for her teaching and advocacy work. Dr. Flam, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Before we move into our subject matter for today, tell us a little bit more about your practice setting and how it really may apply to what we're discussing this evening. And of course, your engagement uh, with the multiple academy committees that, upon which you serve. Well, first off, thank you so much for the lovely introduction, and it's really great being able to speak with you today. Uh, So as you mentioned, I practice in an academic setting at Penn State. While I do focus on clinical dermatology, dermatopathology, and education, and these are an important part of my practice, I would say that advocacy and practice management are some of my primary focuses and passions. Through all of my work with the AAD committees and as the AAD's advisor to the RUC, I have had the opportunity to work with dermatologists across a variety of practice settings and work with them on their most pressing needs. So through both of the different exposures I have, I do feel comfortable talking about the burdens that dermatologists face across a variety of practice settings. Well, that's great. As you know, and with your engagement with these committees, the Academy recently reviewed surveys from 2016 to 2020 and identified the top three administrative burdens that affect dermatology practices. Can you tell us more about the results from the survey and just exactly what these impacts are for all of us in dermatology? 
Absolutely. When I looked at these results, I thought, yes, these are a lot of the things that I struggle with from day to day. Each practice is unique. Each practice does have individual challenges. However, there are some common administrative tasks that affect nearly all of our practices, regardless of the settings. What the surveys demonstrate is that nearly all practices struggle with three things in particular. EHR documentation, patient access to needed medications and procedures, of which prior authorizations are a leading concern, and participating in the CMS MIPS program. Now, looking at those survey results, the amount of time these three tasks take can be quite significant. So according to the surveys, EHR documentation burden added approximately six additional hours to the average dermatologist work week. Prior authorizations and other office administration, an additional three hours per week. Beyond that, prior authorizations have increased dermatology office costs. For example, specific staffers are now being hired to solely manage the process, and this can cost an average of $40,000 per practice. And sometimes with larger practices, you may need multiple administrators that are going to be taking care of these prior authorizations. I know that in our practice, we need multiple administrators to hire to manage all of these, both the more specialty medications like the biologic medications, but also some of the more common medications that are topical prescriptions. And then in terms of complying with MIPS, this can occupy more than 75% of a practice manager or administrator's primary or supplementary responsibilities. So quite a bit of time, effort, and money go into these top three burdens. That's a lot of stuff. And I mean, this significantly impacts our practices every single day. I know it impacts mine. I have a combination of a private practice and academic work like you do as well. And it sounds like on a large scale, you need a lot of participants to carry out a lot of these tasks. And I really have the same burden in my practice as well. I've never really calculated it out in the number of hours that it takes, but it certainly costs a lot more money to be able to carry out what are these burdens on a day-to-day basis. Now, it seems to me that there's a lot to overcome here. And this is, in my opinion, and I think the opinion of the academy as well, is contributed a lot to burnout, not only in medicine, but in our specialty as well. Can you comment about burnout, why it's increasing, and what's behind it in our specialty? Absolutely. And I think this is something so important to focus on, because why are we focusing on administrative burdens? Because they contribute to burnout. We know that physicians and dermatologists as well are experiencing an ever-increasing amount of burnout. And guess what? The world around us, we have a lot of reasons to be burned out. The COVID-19 pandemic has significantly shifted how we practice. This is affecting everything from the needed protective equipment we now need to also how we hire our staff members. So all of this is really changing how we're able to practice. And with the administrative tasks being a key contributor to dermatologists and staff burnout, it's a recipe for disaster within these increasing numbers. So being able to enact meaningful change to address some of these areas, it's really a vital way to help decrease at least some of the burnout that many of us are feeling. The way I think about it is it's hard when you're focused on providing optimal care to your patients to also be worried at the same time about that slew of administrative tasks that come along with that. For instance, when I speak with a patient who has bad psoriasis, we're talking about a biologic medication. I can't just say, this is the medication that I think will help you the most. I also have to say, 
Just so you know, it's going to take a little bit of time. We're going to have to try to get a prior authorization done. This is what I can give you in the meantime. We'll, our staff will have to be in contact with you about what may come down the way. So being, balancing care while being able to carry out these administrative duties is a really narrow path to walk on. And as you'd mentioned, the Academy does recognize the gravity of these issues. They have created a section on their website that addresses burnout, including burnout caused by administrative tasks. If you're interested in going to this website, you can find it at aad.org burnout. Thanks so much. I mean, incredibly helpful information there. It's incredibly challenging as well, because you talk about not only the prior authorizations, COVID-19, all these potential contributions to burnout with these just three of the administrative burdens, not all of our administrative burdens. You know, for myself, sometimes when I see my colleague, Dr. Batia and Dr. Mark Lebo at the podium, they mention prescription pads, no longer being prescription pads anymore. They're suggestion pads. And I think it's really true. It's an obstruction to our care. And I think much of this does contribute to a lot of the burnout that we see uh, in some of our physician colleagues. I think we're very lucky that we have the practice management section to at least be able to navigate there to look for some of these tips that you've alluded to already. So let's get back to those burdens and let's talk about them. What's at the center of these burdens and how do you suggest that we tackle these, Dr. Flam? Like you said, there are a lot of different administrative burdens out there. While we're going to be focusing on the top three, there are some that may be even more pressing to your practice. So on a larger scale level, I recommend beginning with understanding your practice's individual needs around these administrative burdens. The best place to start is just to identify which ones your practice faces. Once you name these burdens and perhaps prioritize them as well in terms of the amount of cost, both in time and effort, these take out, you can then identify how you are currently addressing these areas. For instance, what workflows or protocols do you have in place right now for these administrative tasks? Are there opportunities for any efficiencies? Are the right staff in place to oversee each of these areas? I think once you answer these questions, you can identify what resources would be most helpful to decrease these burdens. And as we mentioned, the AED's Practice Management Center does include some helpful resources that can be useful to address some of these topics. I'll take an example from my own practice. As you can see, I've talked a lot about prior authorization, so that's one that I do think about a lot. However, for instance, um, some practices being able to comply with MIPS, that's going to be something that takes up even more of their time or something that's a little bit more pressing. So I suggest identifying what is most important to you, at least to focus on to start with, and you can always tackle these other burdens once you feel like you've developed strong efficiencies in these areas. I couldn't agree more. I think it's really important to know kind of where you are. And you talked about efficiencies and really asking the right questions about your own practice. Can you dig in a little bit more into what the Academy offers, talk a little bit more even in detail about the Practice Management Center and how we access these particular areas so that we can potentially use these resources to alleviate these three burdens you've mentioned? Sure. And for those who are interested, because I know everyone's already typing away, ready to take a look at the website, you can find this at aad.org slash practice center. So in terms of what they offer for the top three areas of burden, in terms of EHR documentation, there's a section of the Practice Management Center that's dedicated to optimizing EHR, 
tips on using patient portals in your practice if you think that can help with efficiencies in communication, employing useful apps or scribes to reduce documentation burden, and some other tools and tricks. In terms of prior authorizations, there's a really great letter generator tool for denials for over 50 common dermatologic drugs and 11 dermatologic diseases. This is actually one of my go-tos. While my staff handles a lot of the initial prior authorizations, if these are denied, they often come back to me and say, hey, can you give us a little bit more to work with in order to get this a denial overturned? I will go right away to that letter generator tool It includes a lot of helpful sources, a lot of helpful kind of arguments for why specific patients cannot use specific medications. And it has really made a difference in the number of denials I've had overturned with a lot of medications. And then even beyond that, there's also prior authorization tools to address denials related to procedures, which I know many of us struggle with as well. In terms of beyond that, there's also resources for physicians and staff to reduce prior authorization burdens by creating workflows, how to delegate to the right staff. And then even beyond that for MIPS and MACRA, um, there's a section on a step-by-step guide to help you decide how to participate in MIPS, how to avoid a penalty or earn an incentive. There's a helpful snapshot of reporting options specific to dermatology to ensure you report the right number of measures and activities to reach the outcome you desire. And importantly, this is also updated regularly as we know that some of the protocols and requirements for MIPS can change on a yearly basis. Since we're doing a dialogues in dermatology, I have to give a plug also that there is one specifically about prior authorizations. It's a great title, prior authorization, what a pain. And there's an exclamation point in there, which means you know it's going to be exciting. Uh, So if you're interested specifically in learning more about how to address prior authorizations, I I definitely recommend uh, checking that out. And then even beyond the practice management site, Dataderm is also available through the AAD, and that can help making reporting seamless for uh, MIPS and MACRA. You know, I think utilizing the Practice Management Center is so helpful. As we're speaking right here, I actually clicked right onto the website. You can navigate through it very easily. I'm right on the prior authorization letter tool and also the prior authorization tips that you just mentioned. And I think this is very helpful for our membership and they really should take advantage of this. This is a lot of information, but out of curiosity, besides the three burdens, there are, of course, many other administrative burdens, many other pain points. You've alluded to some of these already. What else does the Practice Management Center offer? I'd say whatever your pain point is, there's probably something there to at least try to alleviate it. There are some resources on compliance, HIPAA, for instance, OSHA. If you have a lab, CLIA resources as well. A lot of resources on coding. We've put a lot of effort into making sure these coding resources are up to date, especially with those updated guidelines for the evaluation and management codes. Scope of practice issues. Other issues related to private payers, teledermatology, staffing, connecting with vendors, and then just generally combating burnout, as we mentioned before. What I also think is extremely helpful is that if you're on the Practice Management Center and you can't find the answer to your question, there are emails available where you can email staff from the AED directly, and they'll get back to you regarding your specific question. For instance, about the Practice Center in general, practice center at aed.org. If you have a coding question, coding at aed.org. 
And if you have a question related to private payer issues, um, private payer at AED.org is another one that you can utilize. Staff are great. I have to say, I think they know more than many of us about some of these nuances. So I utilize these emails a lot and they're extremely helpful. I could not agree more. This has really been great, Dr. Flam. What other advice do you have for our listeners? So what I want people to take away from this is that these administrative tasks are unavoidable, but they do not have to feel like insurmountable obstacles you have to navigate daily. We know these tasks are a major contributor to burnout, so tackling them is essential. There's education available in a variety of forums to assist with these tasks, but I did want to make sure we highlighted that the Academy's Practice Management Center contains some great time-saving tools to help you efficiently get through these essential tasks and add value back to your practice operations and patient care. Well, Dr. Flam, I can't thank you enough. This has been really eye-opening and very helpful. And as I said previously, helpful for our membership of the AAD. I want to thank everyone for listening to another Dialogues in Dermatology. Be sure to visit the AAD's Practice Management Center at aad.org forward slash practice center to access all the resource we discussed here today. Thank you very much. Until the next Dialogues in Dermatology. The cost of medical supplies is one of the largest expenditures in your budget, and you are constantly trying to find ways to save. As an AAD member, you have access to a simplified solution, the AAD Member Buying Program. Your practice can save up to 20% on purchases of medical, surgical, and office supplies. Enrollment is free, easy, and only takes a minute. Visit aadmemberbuyingprogram.com to get started today. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcasts. We hope you enjoy these new options for listening to dialogues and the increasing content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.